Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. We all know the type. Certain people treat every conversation about weather like it's some kind of contest. Maybe their hometown is rainier than yours. Maybe they've lived through more blizzards. In any case, these folks can't resist a little meteorological one-upmanship. This got the team at How Stuff Works thinking about superlatives. How cold can the surface of our planet physically get? And what is the coldest place on Earth? July 21st of 1983 was a day for the record books. One of the most remote facilities in all of Antarctica is a place called Vostok Station. Run by the Russian government and previously the USSR, it's located on the East Antarctic Ice Sheet, just 800 miles or about 1,300 kilometers away from the geographic South Pole. On that historic date in 1983, researchers working at the station measured the lowest near-surface air temperature that's ever been recorded, 
negative 128.56 degrees Fahrenheit, or negative 89.2 degrees Celsius. But note that qualifier. We specifically said near-surface air temperature. That term is about to become very important to our discussion. For the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke via email with Ted Scambose, a polar geophysicist based at the University of Colorado, Boulder. He explained that near-surface air temperature is the temperature that a thermometer reads at 1.5 to 3 meters, or about 5 to 10 feet, above the surface of the Earth. But, quote, the reference height for formal measurements is 6 feet 6 inches or so, that's 2 meters, above the surface. When you go higher or lower, the measured temperature at your location may change. And surface temperatures are a different beast altogether. That's the actual temperature of the physical surface of the planet, whether that's soil, rock, water, or ice. With that in mind, let's return to Antarctica. Scambose was the lead author of a 2018 study that reported on ultra-low surface temperatures in East Antarctica. One of its co-authors was one Atsuhiro Muto, a geophysicist and polar scientist at Temple University, whom HowStuffWorks also spoke with via email. This study, which was published as a letter in the journal Geophysical Research Letters, describes how Scambos, Muto, and their colleagues used satellite sensors to investigate weather patterns on the East Antarctic Plateau. The plateau is at the center of the continent, and is where the geographic South Pole is located. But that's not its only attraction. Dome Argus, the highest point of elevation in eastern Antarctica, is also situated on the plateau. This icy spot looms over 13,400 feet, or 4,000 meters, above sea level. For decades, artificial satellites, including some built and maintained by NASA, have overseen the conditions on the East Antarctic Plateau. Scambos, Muto, and their colleagues went back and reviewed the relevant data gathered by these devices during the winters of 2004 through 2016. In that time, the satellites observed surface temperatures of around negative 138 degrees Fahrenheit, that's negative 98 degrees Celsius, at roughly 100 shallow depressions on the plateau, all scattered across a broad region that includes Dome Argus, but sits at a higher elevation than Vostok Station. These are the lowest surface temperatures ever recorded anywhere on Earth. Muto stresses that because the data was collected by Earth-observing satellites, quote, no human being experienced these low temperatures. To my knowledge, the lowest temperature recorded by a physical thermometer and experienced by humans is still negative 89.2 degrees Celsius at Vostok Station. Every year, the geographic South Pole and nearby areas undergo a polar night. That's an extended period in which the sun never climbs above the horizon, usually in the months of July and August. Those record-setting plateau temperatures were observed during this dark stretch of the calendar. Muto explained, The East Antarctic Plateau is so cold because of high altitude, and the snow on the surface reflects most of the solar energy back, about 90% or more, to the atmosphere. Plus, you have the polar nights during the winter when there's no solar energy at all. Also, because of the great distance from the coast, you rarely get warmer coastal air masses penetrating inland to bring the heat. Obviously, this is not an environment for the faint-hearted. Scambo said, It is a gigantic, white, flat expanse of bitter cold snow. 
The wind is ceaseless. The sky is a deeper blue than any place you've seen before. It is an isolated, eternal landscape. Yet, even there, those record-setting surface temperatures will only occur under just the right circumstances. Prolonged darkness alone isn't enough. To bring the metaphorical thermostat all the way down to that low, low point, Scambo says that there must also be, quote, still air, zero clouds, incredibly dry atmosphere, and you need to be sitting in a swale in the ice surface. A swale is a sort of subtle depression in the ice that might be a couple miles across, maybe three kilometers or so, but will just be six and a half to ten feet deep, around two to three meters. Dips and valleys in the Antarctic ice sheet trap air that's dense, dry, and cold, even by South Pole standards. Given enough time, the trapped air cools down surface-level snow, along with some of the warmer air above it. So, there you have it. Shallow depressions in a high-elevation part of the East Antarctic Plateau have the capacity to become the coldest places on the face of the Earth during their polar winter. The bragging rights have been claimed. Inform your Midwestern relatives. Today's episode is based on the article, What's the Coldest Place on Earth? on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Mark Mancini. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. Uh, Canva helps you get your point across, uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, Plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.